creation explanation, and a song of adoration. It's Rhyme and Reason 329. There's a rhyme and reason for your life. There's a rhyme and reason why you're here. Hey there, Tony here with a belated Merry Christmas. And I'm saying that because the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. They go astray. They go, uh another way. I was going to put out a couple more podcasts before Christmas, sharing some more music, just to keep you in that festive mood, as though you needed my help for that, but I didn't do that, as you might have noticed. I am just now getting around to it a couple of days after Christmas. So, um, you know, life gets in the way sometimes, and it's been bugging me ever since, but at least I'm getting to uh, some of the information I wanted to share and some of the stuff that I wanted to share. Now, before the end of the year. And you heard me talk at the beginning there, creation explanation. And uh, this kind of has, it's in, it's in keeping with what I've been talking about in the Psalms. And this uh, is talking about a creation explanation that David shared. King David in the Psalms wrote most of the Psalms. He shared uh, some stuff on creation. And before I go any further with that, I'd like to say how you're your creation explanation tells me a lot about your heart. For example, a few days ago, I was listening to a, another podcast from another podcaster. Yeah, I know. I know. You're probably thinking, another podcast? There's another podcast out there? Nah, don't be changing the channel. Stick with me here. Anyway, this guy was uh, had a guest on, and they were talking about some weird perspectives from a group of people who call themselves flat earthers. And uh, in my article, I put quotation marks, so you have to imagine me putting quotation marks around flat earthers. Now, if you even have a couple of brain cells still sparking, you immediately should spit take whatever you're drinking and say, what was that? What'd you say? Flat earthers? That's a thing? Yep, yep, it's a thing. And you know what? I'll bet their creation explanation is just as weird as even saying flat earth. Of course, they probably want to skip that whole word creation, but anyway. Now, a credible creation explanation can actually be found all around you. So where is it? What is it? Well, you ready for it? It's called creation. The creation all around you. Think of it this way. A designer came up with all the design you see in life. It didn't happen the other way around. The design didn't come up with a designer, regardless of what some would have you believe. I've read and listened to a gigantic variety of explanations for how we humans got here, and I'm talking about the course of a few decades now that I've been listening to that and and reading those explanations. And they run from just plain silly, yeah, flat earth people, I'm looking at you, to extravagantly silly, yeah, theistic evolutionists, I'm looking at you. Okay, odd creatures with facial hair obscuring their faces and living in some sort of basements will postulate alien seeding theories. And starched and proper professors with English accents regularly regurgitate their punctuated equilibrium hypotheses. But my favorite view of creation comes from a king who lived about 3,000 years ago. David, you know, I've been talking about him. And he wrote about creation in a song, a.k.a. a psalm. And the song put creation in the hands of a creator. Oh my goodness, what an unimaginable thought, right? Well, it might sound like crazy talk from a wild-eyed cave dweller, but no, this was David. He was a king, like I said. 
movies have been made about him, so it must be true. And just in case you think you're Mr. or Miss Originality, you might recognize this phrase that actually comes uh, from Psalm 8. Remember, you've heard this. There's even a movie that's kind of along these lines. Out of the mouth of babes? Hmm. Yeah, David wrote that long before it became an old American saying, and then he went on to show his amazement at God's handiwork. And he said it like this, so I'm quoting David now. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you're, that you're mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you've crowned him with a glory and honor. You've made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You've put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea that pass through the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. I hope that resonates with you. Um, I'm going to play this song, and I'll be right back to finish up. Some believe there's just a day, then we I believe 
couldn't resist. I had to play one more Christmas song. But I believe in the God of Christmas. I believe in the God of creation. And I believe, like David did, that it's amazing to think how he could have created all that he did, and we are so small, and yet he's mindful of us. He knows we exist. The Bible even talks about he knows the numbers of the hairs on your head. Why would he have to do that? We're so small compared to him, but we are his creation and he loves us. And he shows us that in so many ways in the creation. If we will just acknowledge that the creation needed a creator. All right. That does it for this episode of Rhyme and Reason brought to you by TonyFunderburk.com. Go there and find a way to get free music and books. Yep. You can get it if you haven't already. Go to TonyFunderburk.com and you'll see my covert little um, picture over on the right-hand side. As I record this, it's on the right-hand side. I don't anticipate putting it on the left ever, but that's where it is. You'll see. Might as well get some free music and books from it, right? Your kids might like some of that too. Okay, uh, I'll let it go. And until next time, remember, life does have rhyme and reason because God made you. There's a rhyme and-